0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner Brett Boone as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone, and today on the program, I'm joined by a Dodger great, NL Rookie of the Year in 1990. He's been broadcasting for shoot, like <laughs> tired with Bach and ESPN. He's back in 2022. He's back from Patrick Spectrum Sportsnet LA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Eric Karos. Eric, thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely, Booney. Love it. Love it.
0: Um, for those of you watching, listening to the Boom podcast, right? I, it was good running into you. I see you. What We, we run into each other time to time. But I got to clear this. I, I run into you at a Rod Dato event. we <laughs> Country Club. Now, let me set this up for the audience. As a kid, as just this young dove freshman at USC, Eric Karros was one of Brett Boone's idols. He was Eric Karros. It was the Ed Spragues of that day. And, and you know, Eric, as a freshman, you come into a big uh, university and you kind of watch the older players in the other team. Oh, one day I'm going to hit like him. But... You're you're a Bruin. What are you doing at the SC events? Tell tell the audience what you're doing there.
1: So I, I'm friendly with the Dados and, and Rod Dado, uh, super tight with Tommy Lasorda. They were inseparable, uh, and so my obviously my affinity for Tommy, and then uh, knowing Justin Dado, and and then uh, Kurt Schuett. So I'm always I'm always down for it for helping out the LA schools. And again, uh, friendships uh, are a little thicker than anything.
0: Rod Dato, you played against him. I, I never yeah. got there. When I got to SC, that was 88. So, Dato had already stepped aside. I played under Gillespie. Um, but I do remember him. And he was still close to the program. He'd come out. And yeah. you mentioned Tommy Lasorda. I know they were close. It, it's kind of surreal knowing both of them. Rod Dato was kind of the Tommy Lasorda of college Fresh. baseball. You know? Yeah. I mean, he could work a room. You give him the mic at an event. I mean, yeah. and just sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah, no, no question. And I, I played uh, one one season uh, when I was at UCLA. It was Rod's uh, last year, and um, then I got to know him again, being around Tommy. And he, like you said, the personality, the magnetism. Anytime he walked into a room, you just wanted to be around him, hear the stories. And so you put those two together, Tommy and Rod. Oh my,
0: it's amazing too. Because I I knew Rod briefly. You know, I was he was yep. around, uh, but I see Justin. You know, at these mm-hmm. events, they look identical. It's like right, he looks right. He looked like his dad. <laughs> it's like your dad. He's still here. USC uh, Bruins thing. Mm-hmm. How, how big of a Bruin are you? I, I mean, I'm kind of the casual. Listen, I went to SC. I love SC. Right. It was fun. The rivalry, the U.S., especially on the football side of things. SC, UCLA, you know, we have that kind of banter back yep. and forth. It's fun. You take it one step farther to the real diehards about their, you know, right. their alumni. That's Aaron Boone. He's it's saturday it's the fight song playing it's the sc he might have a uni on you never know it is, it is uh at his house what kind of what kind of brewer are you are you the casual one like i am or are you like through and through i'm not, oh, I'm not oh, I'm so
1: so look it, I, i've got two boys uh both uh played at ucla went to ucla and so obviously a big part of my family now, am I living and dying with, with everything? No, I'm not living and dying with everything, but a uh, huge supporter of UCLA. I uh, think it's a wonderful ed, uh, you know, educational space and, and, again, the baseball program. So am I fighting somebody over UCLA? No, I'm not fighting somebody over UCLA. But, uh, like I said, a very special place for me and my family.
0: What do you think about them us going to the Big Ten? USC, U, UCLA, Man. after this year, going to the Big Ten – uh, for baseball, for us, it was the pack six. Right. It was right. Arizona, yep. Arizona state Cal, uh, Stanford, Stanford, yep. UCLA, SC and, 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 a rival long time, you know, it's the Pac 10, obviously, right. Pac 12 for baseball in our generation. It was the Pac six. That's going to be broken up. That's gone. SC UCLA go to the big Ten. What do you think about that? Just from a historic perspective, uh, obviously. Man. There's dollars involved. There's right, a reason right, they're moving. Right. Um, but what do you think about just I don't know the legacy. Of the it, it's kind of a kind of a sad day for me right. a little bit looking back on on all those little kind of inner rivalries.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it from an economic standpoint. But like you said, it, it's from a baseball standpoint specifically. It's a, it's a bummer. You know, as you said, you know, we had we had the six pack back in the day, and it was the dominant conference in baseball. I mean, you had. You know Stanford won a couple of national championships. You know Arizona, you pack, Arizona had won uh, while I was there, and so for for it to only be comprised of six teams, and then for it to just basically dominate college baseball, uh, like I said, I mean that was a that was a glorious time, and for it to not even exist anymore, uh, I mean that's crazy to think of. I, I get it, um, but I'm not sure I like it.
0: Yeah, it's it and people always ask we were there for the you know, once again. That that six pack they called it. I mean, yeah. there were 3 4 teams coming out of our league going to a regional. It's different now. The SEC is kind of the dominant when it comes to baseball and I, and I completely see that what they can offer in the SEC as a as a freshman baseball right. player at an LSU uh, where it's the, it's the thing to do on a Friday night, on a Saturday night, you get 10, 12,000 people, whereas at our games, you know, we play UCLA and, and both of us being really good at the time, you might get three or 400 people in a right. game. It's <laughs> not, it's not exactly the big ticket in, uh, in LA, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's something where the, the shift had the power shift has changed. It's definitely in the sec as far as from a baseball perspective. Yep. Um, couple prominent guys. I think you might have played with him. I think you're younger than him, but you just played uh, – I think you might have played with Tori Labello as, as yeah, a freshman yeah. or sophomore. Um, he just had a hell of a run. And oh, how, how close were you watching it? I don't know, Torrey, uh, but it was pretty cool for me. <clears throat> and I, and I, I don't mean to be condescending at all, but they were an 84-win team. You look at the right. – you look at the rosters and, and you match them up against one another. They were outgunned just about at every turn, yet they're sitting there and they were mm-hmm. a few wins away from being a world champion. Uh, obviously the Texas Rangers won and, and uh, I was happy for my, a, a former skipper of mine, Bruce Bochy, but what'd you think of that run? Give me a little insight to uh, Tori
1: Lavella. So I, I had an opportunity to play two, uh, two years with Torrey, my freshman and uh, sophomore year at UCLA. That was his junior and senior year. And if you look at his college numbers, dude was sick. I mean, I he heard the name funny. all
0: the time coming up,
1: right? No, I mean, it was on real numbers switch hitter, 25, 26 home runs hit, you know, close to 400. And, uh, you know, even when he got to, uh, he was drafted by the Detroit Tigers and Sparky Anderson likened him to the next Mickey Mantle. That's what he, like he put that moniker on him. So I mean, he was, he was doomed from the get go, but, uh, Torrey is good. A human being as as you'll ever find. Um, I know I had a chance working for Fox this year. We did uh, we did a game earlier in the season, the Diamondbacks-Red Sox game. And, uh, you know, I was jokingly talking to him about, you know, Arizona. It's just, you know, such a tough division being in the National League West. And this was still when, you know, San Diego was still thought of to, to be the team that was going to run away with everything. And then, you know, you've got San Francisco, the Dodgers, and it's, you know, like, where does Arizona fit? And. Uh, you know, he he thought he said, look, we're, we're going to be competitive and we're, we're a matchup problem for a lot of teams. So I think I think within the organization, they, they sort of saw it as an opportunity. Now, look, are they one of the best teams in baseball? No, I don't, I don't even think I'd pick them as a top, you know, six or seven is the best team. But they uh, they played well at the right time, and you got to give it to those guys. Uh, you know, a lot of grit and a lot of uh, you know big hits, good pitching performances at the right time. But I, I think you can admit nowadays, the team that wins the World Series isn't necessarily the best team in baseball. It's it's the hottest teams. You know, you go back to the days of, you know, the 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 60s and 70s where you know you just whoever won the National League played against the American League, and that was you know the the best team and. You know, nowadays, so many teams getting into the, uh, the postseason. And then, like I said, you get hot in October and you end up winning the World Series. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card.
0: Yeah, I want to get your perspective on that a little bit. I, I'm, okay, I'm kind of, I'm conflicted, okay? Yeah. I grew up, uh, you know, I was a 70s kid right. and, and watching dad play. And, and you mentioned, it was pretty cool. That 162 met, met yeah. some, it meant it something. Because there was two teams coming out of each league. Four teams made the playoffs. Now we're, we're talking 12. And it was one blowout playoff series. And then, boom, you're in the World Series. So, <clears throat> to your point, usually the best team won back then. Because the best yeah. team, it, it is a marathon. And it's 162. And whoever who whoever's wins wins. Out of those 162 usually is the best team. They're usually the deepest team. You know, you get into these playoffs now. I, I got to take it from two, from two different veins. The player, the purest in me. No, I like that 162. I like minimal teams mm-hmm. making the playoffs because I think that's why we play it, to earn it. As an ex-player, as an analyst, as a fan. I'm really entertained by this new format. I like it in 12 teams. I think it involves a lot more cities, where in past past years, shoot, at the All-Star break, a lot of teams are already eliminated from going to the playoffs. This current format really keeps a lot of excitement, whereas most cities would be moving on and talking about the opening of football. They're still talking baseball. And for me, from a biased perspective, (laughs) baseball being my entire life to this point, I kind of like that. But the three, you know, it it was a one-game playoff. Now they change it to a three. I guess that's better. The five-game, for me, uh, still a little short as far as, to your point, getting the best team out of it. It doesn't show the depth, you know. You got a number one and a number two start. If you got two studs at the top, you can kind of navigate a five-game Series now, if you've only got two starters and you got to navigate a seven-game series, you're going to get exposed. I think we saw in the postseason there were at some point in the World Series there was a bullpen game. Uh Since when is there a bullpen game in, in, in the World Series? But that's kind of our reality now. Uh, I looked at the, you know, Baltimore winning 100 games. I didn't expect Baltimore to move on mm-hmm. being with that that youth movement. I think it was great for the game of baseball. Baltimore has been in the basement for years and years. I think they have a bright near future for them, right. but I didn't expect much. But a Tampa Bay, a 99 win team, an LA Dodgers, which you're covering uh, mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, won 100 games again, won that division again. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, everybody kind of. Came to the same conclusion. They're probably the best team in baseball. Won 104 right. games. They were all bounced early. Just give me your take on what do you think the best is? Do you do you like this format? Do you think there could be some tweaks, Eric Karos.
1: No, I I like the format now just because of the entertainment value. And it's I it's like you were saying. I almost I, I think I've got a different perspective as you know when I played um, versus as a fan because there are things that I know when I played. Like I, I, I wouldn't have been down for it at all right, and now though as a fan and watching the game and looking for entertainment value, I'm all for certain things, and so this playoff situation I I do like it because it as you mentioned involves more teams. I think though the the what you're what you have to be careful about is not I I don't want to say you're trivial trivializing the 162 games, but now. I mean, do you go all out to try to win? Do you are you building a team just to get in to the postseason? Does it really mean anything to win your division? Does it so I, I think that there's some way maybe you can you can tie that into draft picks and you can tie that into, you know, some sort of reward outside of, you know, is it really a reward to get a week off and not play in the first round I mean I don't even you know that that's a whole thing that's debatable so I think there's got to be something to incentivize teams to win the division because I think you're finding that like does it mean as much to win the division is it as important so but I do like the, the the number of teams and I think baseball right now with all the rule changes with with the the playoff format I think it's about as exciting as it's been uh in a number of years
0: I think you're right, and and I was a, I, I was a big, uh, I'll keep an open mind, but I'm a little skeptical about these new rules. And man, within the first month, I was right. completely flipped, <laughs> and I said, I thought I knew a lot about the game, and and I was dead wrong on right. this. You know, I love bringing the the incentive to steal bases back, but at yeah. the time, I looked at it as. Wow, these base stealers, it's easy for them now. No, that wasn't right. the point. The point was to incentivize them to start stealing again because we've gotten so far away from it. Um, the one thing I think, and I don't know how you'd wedge it in because we both played a long time mm-hmm. and we've both been in those those union meetings and dealing right. with both sides. It's like, how do you get, because I think the best team comes out of a seven-game set. I really do. I mm-hmm. think you have to have a third starter. I think you have to have a fourth starter, both viable in this modern day, you really don't until you get to the, the LA, the, uh, the championship series where it's a seven game. Um, I don't know, though. There's no there's no perfect storm, I don't think. I think they're going to keep tweaking it and, and moving it around until they get it just right. Uh, people want to complain. You know, for years and years, it's, oh, the same team gets to the postseason. You know, we're tired of this. And right. all of a sudden, you have an Arizona and a Texas and everybody's bitching. Oh, wait a minute. They shouldn't be here. It's bad TV. right? Well, what do right. you want? You want Boston in the, you know, you want the Red Sox. The, the Dodgers and the Yankees every year. Or you want some parity? Right. I think they've done a really good job uh, at at kind of having good parity in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I completely agree, and that's it. the whole thing. Again, you know, you're trying to serve a, a whole different mantra of requests. Like you want the economics of the TV package, you want the popularity of the game, but yet you want to incentivize teams that, like, you know, both of these teams, the Rangers and Arizona, that you know, a few years ago, we were hundred lost teams, and you know now their fan base has a, a World Series to, to cheer for. So, again, you're never gonna you're never gonna be perfect, but I, I think baseball is about as good from a from a fan standpoint, from an interest standpoint. Uh, like I said, as it's been in a number of years.
0: Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey Company.